Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Conservative Party of Canada had, was holding its, uh, its uh, policy convention virtually because of COVID. But uh, it went on Friday and it went on Saturday. And one of the points that uh, was raised by Aaron O'Toole, the party leader, was uh, the issue of climate change. And uh, Mr. O'Toole has said in the past that uh, this time to debate uh, climate change is over. And uh, he said that uh, it's real and it's time for the party to to really accept this and move forward. So they debated it. And uh, so the, now you have to remember the... In their policy declaration, the party's policy declaration, there's a whole issue, a section on that. But 54% of the delegates of the Conservative Party of Canada voted against expanding the definition of climate change and did not want this sentence included. We recognize that climate change is real. The Conservative Party is willing to act. So that was the sentence of contention. We recognize that climate change is real. The Conservative Party is willing to act. So is that a slap uh, toward Aaron O'Toole by his party members? Well, certainly the way the liberals interpret it. And Mr. O'Toole uh, doesn't see things that way, of course, and uh, just essentially repeated yesterday what he said on Friday. So let's ask our good friend Daryl Bricker, the president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs Canada, how Canadians, in fact, feel about this issue. And Ipsos, as you know, does a great deal of uh, polling, exclusive polling for Global News, and you can find it at globalnews.ca. And Daryl is, of course, the author of Next, the book I keep insisting every Canadian needs to read to know what's coming our way in this country. It's an amazing book. Daryl, is there a... I don't like to use the word consensus, but let me use it anyway. Is there a consensus in this country, demographics notwithstanding, about climate change? Absolutely. And what's the consensus? Uh, they basically align with what Mr. O'Toole was saying in his speech and what the Prime Minister constantly says and what the other opposition parties constantly say, which is that, uh, that climate change is a real problem and that uh, uh, to the extent that uh, um, we can be doing something about it, we should be doing something about it. There's really no debate anymore other than probably among a, a small rump of Canadians over whether or not that this is settled. So for the Conservative Party of Canada, how much of a challenge is this going to be when the next election rolls around and the Liberals and the New Democrats draw attention to what happened yesterday? Well, it's, it's, it's easy to say that it's a huge vulnerability for the Conservatives. But that's really fighting the last election campaign where it really did prove to be a huge vulnerability. But even in that instance, they still won the popular vote. Uh, so um, it's obviously something that the leader won't necessarily want to have to deal with between now and the time of the next election campaign. But um, are we going into an election campaign that's going to be fought on climate change again? That's another question. One of the things that we've been seeing in the polling over the last while is that while people uh, continue to believe that climate change is important, you know, climate change has been caused by human activities, that we all have a responsibility for dealing with it, the level of priority um, uh, on that issue is way lower than it was going into the last election campaign. Well, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I was just thinking about it as you were speaking, because it seems to me that not so long ago, a couple of years ago, there was international polling done which showed climate change, and I think I remember the number correctly. It was number 14 in the issue in the, in the list of priorities 
people around the world identified as something they wanted something done about. Yeah, all true. Uh, and when you when you live in a place like Brazil, where you're worried about walking outside of your front door and you know being robbed, or you're worried about corruption in government, climate change, while it's important, is not seen as urgent. So what's what's happened in the world generally is that there are more urgent priorities at the moment than climate change. It doesn't mean that it's not important and the people don't want to have it dealt with, but their laser focus at the moment is on things that are, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, when they talk about tomorrow, they mean Monday, things that are Monday issues as opposed to things that are a decade away issues. So if I sat down with, uh, say, 10 or 20 Canadians from various parts of the country and I were to start talking about climate change, would they in a few minutes' time start wanting to talk about something else? Uh, they they would talk about climate change and they'd say you know that it's important but when you if you put it in the context okay of all the things that we're facing right now in the country do you think this is the most important thing for the government to be really focused on today uh, their answer would be different um, the other thing with climate change is uh, you know um, there's this view that it's you know incredibly important they want the government to deal with it they want all Canadians to deal with it but when you add, when you move beyond the acceptance of all of that to actually what you're going to do about it. That's where it gets dicey. So when uh, when uh, Mr. O'Toole got up and talked about the, the carbon tax, the carbon tax is still a pretty divisive issue in Canada. I think since the last uh, election campaign, there's more of an acceptance of it now. So support for it has gone up basically because it's in place. Uh, but the um, uh, but the the idea that we each individually need to pay a significant amount of money to deal with that issue, um, it, th- that's something that rubs us a little bit uh, uh, a little bit in the wrong way. Actually, been a, lot num- of, a lot of it in the wrong way. Yeah, there have been numbers, haven't there, Daryl? When people have been asked how much money would you be willing to spend of your own disposable income to fight climate change, and and the enthusiasm level just uh, the bottom drops out. Well, it collapses. Now, it's interesting. I just did my tax forms. I'm sure everybody did did them. The, the, um, my condolences. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, a section in there on your carbon tax rebate. That's the only place that people would see that they were actually getting rebate other than through the prime minister talking. So how all of this carbon tax is working right now, uh, difficult to say, which means that the sorts of things that, uh, that Mr. O'Toole were saying could be plausible, particularly for people who are in that 905 of, uh, area around the, the outskirts of Toronto, but you can also drag in you know, parts of, uh, of Hamilton in there, too. Uh, you, know, you go around the, the, uh, the outskirts of the, of the city of Toronto, uh, people who are commuters, they have a bit of a different view of these things because they believe it's something that's going to cost them money. So um, that's when you start to get into controversy, and that's when it starts to get difficult. Okay, so I'm going to be hearing, I can guarantee you, I'll be hearing from our listeners in Western Canada, and probably more specifically listeners in Saskatchewan and Alberta, although I'm not discounting uh, Manitoba or British Columbia, uh, but I'll be hearing from Western Canadian listeners who'll say, hey, look, this is an issue for 416-905-514 and 450, which are all Ontario and Quebec. Yeah, we're all in 613. And 613. Which is Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So are they right? Uh, no, I think that there's a general sense that this is an important issue for all Canadians. And even when you go to Alberta, people are concerned about climate change. It's, it's, it's the dealing with it that is where we run into controversy. Mm-hmm. And also when climate change uh, turns into, particularly in Alberta, a code word for uh, uh, fighting, uh, fighting the oil and gas industry and doing things that are going to make it, uh, the work of the oil and gas industry more difficult, that, that's when it starts to become more controversial. But on the general issue of climate, 
people are concerned. The other vulnerability uh, that it represents for the Conservatives, though, is you know being out, out out of step with the values of Canadians. That's where they run into trouble. So you know, for example, the abortion issue and women's rights for Andrew Scheer, you know, regardless of what he was saying in the, in the last election campaign, he, he sort of looked out of step, and, and that makes Canadians uncomfortable. And being on the wrong side of climate also makes Canadians uncomfortable with the values of the Conservative Party. So the, the, what's it's a controversial issue, uh, but it doesn't communicate, I think, the image that the, uh, that the leader's speech tried to communicate um, on, on, uh, on, on Friday night. And it's, it's going to be an issue for him to deal with going into the next election. Campaign. Yeah. So I'll ask you one generic election question since I have you on the phone. And thank you very much for joining us. Uh, would you recommend to any of the political parties that uh, this would spring would be a good time to engage in a federal election campaign like this year? Uh, I think it is very dicey. <laughs> it's a, it's a very um, it's a it's a very volatile environment. I would say right now. Now, what we've seen to this point is that in Canada, at least, uh, the COVID conditions tend to favor the incumbent, and and the reason that it does is because uh, um, it makes it it's very difficult for the opposition parties, particularly unknown opposition leaders, to campaign in an environment like this. So there's an advantage to the government. But there's a lot of unknowns around this. You know, how will people feel about being pushed into an election campaign? Could we end up in a situation like what we recently went through in Newfoundland? Or is it going to be an easier go, like, say, for example, they had in British Columbia? It's, 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 it's pretty hard to say. Uh, the problem that the Liberals have in front of them is that their lead isn't big enough uh, to, uh, with assurance, say that they could win a majority. And right okay. now they have about the best minority any government could have. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.